Hey, I'm Sophie and I am the Firefly Creatrix. Um, some of you may have come to the launch of the website, which happened on the 22nd of December 2022, which was the darkest night of 2022. This idea that even in the dark, in the most dark times, there is light. There is these little speckles and these little flashes of inspiration, of um, curiosity, and that also in those kind of dark, restful periods of our life, doesn't have to be in the darkest time of the year, that there's also these, this, these gems come through that rest and the uh, space and the quiet really helps the intuition, the insights and the kind of deep inner knowing to be released. So yeah, that was what happened in, at the end of 2022. The Firefly Creatrix has been something that has been bubbling away for a little while. Um, uh, I've been a designer. I guess I wanted to start this conversation, this kind of hopefully um, series of conversations that will hopefully invite other people in later down the line. But for now, especially as it's January, it's quiet, it's introspective time. It's an uncomfortable time for me. <laughs> There's a sense of meeting the the edges, the uncom the discomfort. And yeah, so it feels like a time for me just to talk by myself to start with, to introduce myself more uh fully, honestly. Um yeah, again the dark and the light. Um I'm recording this on a sunny Sunday. The sun is out, it's January 2023. And tonight is my natal moon goddess. Um, and there's something, there's a peace, there's a peace with that. There's a peace that comes into me with that, knowing that tonight is my natal moon goddess. Her name is Ugra Prabha. And she is quite an intense, she's she's one of the Kali sisterhood. So there's 15 Kali sisterhood goddesses that run from the full moon to the new moon. And then there are 15 uh, Lilita sisterhoods who are slightly more, slightly more soft and benevolent, but they definitely still have their um, intensity and their power in a, in a different form and a diff that comes in it maybe through in a different, uh, yeah. In a, in a different with a different energy so tonight yeah is Ugra Prabha and my illustration of her shows her sat uh, on a corpse which is the description she's sat on a corpse uh, she's got four arms uh, one holds uh, a severed head one holds a knife one holds a cleaver and the other holds a skull bowl and she has this intense bright light shone on her from up high from the sky and she is the goddess of uh well her, her her statement her affirmation is i am intensity and the kind of um insight that came through with that for me that is connected to the cards uh, which i've created um she says i shine a light on hard truths with terrifying intention my vast plethora of shadow-like feelings deserve to be seen. She really highlights that. They deserve to be seen, acknowledged and therefore validated so that the full magnitude of my creative source can flourish. 
limits. My creativity demands it. I'm free from the invisible anchors of perceived flaws that have held me back and I revel in the sensation of being completely accepted. Um, so yeah, that's her kind of message. Um, um, <laughs> as I found when I was drawing the goddesses. Um, so for those who, anyone who doesn't know, um, you can find them on the website. But the goddesses, the, the moon phase goddesses are a set of 30 goddesses which um, come from ancient South Asian tradition. They appear in various different lineages and traditions. Um, um, but yet they're, they're not very well known. Um, they are, again, this sort of less coveted, deep, dark feminine and they each one of them represents a phase of the moon cycle so each night has a goddess which is affiliated with that phase of the moon uh, and i spent six months of 2022 drawing them and it came through very clearly that that's something that would be really well that wasn't clear at the time but I did, the, what was clear was that they wanted to be drawn and that it would be something very nourishing and um yeah, develop, developmental, there was a developmental element to it because I only drew them on their particular moon phase. So with Ugra Prabha, for example, I would only draw her on this night of the moon, which is a the last quarter moon of this of the cycle. So we're three quarters of the way through the full cycle. And so each time I met her, um, the, the, the experience was completely different. And, and I think that's what's so beautiful about channeling the words so the words came later I, I finished the drawings or I was just finalizing the drawings and then it became clear that I did want to create them into a sort of deck of cards we also have and that's how I found out but then there were another set of cards created by Naya Patrinos uh, who's in the US um, so this if anyone watching the video you can see her card I'm just holding it up um, but they are, she has two versions, but the ones I have are the words only with the yantras, with the geometric shapes that correlate with the goddess. And so for me, um, that description of her, of the physical bodies was, was what I'd been working with for a few years. And so that's what inspired me to then draw them in my way, in a way that I connected with. And it doesn't mean they're right for everybody. doesn't mean they're exactly what the ancient sages might have expected, but they're right for me and whoever connects with them right now in this time, in this moment. And they kind of are an evolution and a mark in history of these goddesses. Um, and someone else might interpret them completely differently and that's beautiful and wonderful. And I love that. And probably if I did it again next year, they would look completely different. So it's really that uh, connection with now and with a particular timestamp. So, <laughs> I don't know where I've gone now, but um, the words that came through later, which is these words that I've just read about, about Ugra Prabha, who deserves, she knows that her shadow-like feelings deserve to be seen and that her creativity demands that they can be seen so that she's free from these invisible anchors of perceived flaws. Those words came through later towards the end of the process. And it's interesting now even to read them you know, I don't remember writing that in a way, like it, it was such a, it was such a channel, it was such a kind of, I sat with the goddesses, I, I took a month 
in Greece and I was working on a few a few different things but one of the main intentions was to really uh ground in that process that I'd been through or that I've been I've been experiencing and to allow the words that wanted to come from each goddess to be um to be heard to be processed to be um some of them you know took a lot more ed not editing I don't know if that sounds more you know but but they they were like no that's not right <laughs> it's not quite right that that's nice but it's not quite right um so it just some of them took a few more few few more kind of goes let's say to kind of um capture the the essence of what they wanted to share and so every time I read it now every month um and there's also obviously the option to just pick a card to work with them as an oracle deck and pick a card and it doesn't matter what night of the moon it is tonight it, it's what your energy is kind of drawn towards today will give you potentially an insight as to something that you might you know and how you relate to that card to that energy to the drawing and also to the words that she shares will change each time and I love that so here we are January 2023 it's my natal moon night and yeah been on this journey with with those goddesses I've been a designer for well <laughs> I've been a designer for my whole life but I wouldn't say as a child I wouldn't have said a designer I would have said an illustrator I wouldn't have said illustrator I said I would have said artist because that was the word that I knew and that's what I loved doing was drawing and so yeah creativity is has basically run through my entire life uh, and I always wanted to be an author as well and I do now have two books um, aimed at children which have been well, written for children which have been released into the world so there's part of my childhood's kind of dreams have come true and yet there's still a lot more to come pretty sure um, but just so people get an idea of of me and where I've come from so I did at age 14 decide that I wanted to be a graphic designer and that was what I loved at school and it kind of used utilized and um, yeah used a lot of the kind of skills that I was honing and the things I was really interested in so I went on to study um, at Norwich School of Art and Design as it was called at the time um, just studied graphic design and then went to London and worked in in the kind of what I would now refer to as the corporate more more corporate design industry in packaging design which I I absolutely adored I it just it brought me so much joy to um, be welcomed into such a kind of fantastical in, uh, industry that you know, you could be working on something and then a few weeks later, generally months later, sometimes years, see it on shelf in a supermarket and just have that kind of, um, again, I probably wouldn't have had the words for this at the time, but to see that ripple effect, to see how something that you've, um, a, co a concept that you've come up with at your desk, maybe late at night, there was a lot of late hours and <laughs> long days um, and hard meetings and everything else. Um, but then at the end of it, that what kept me there for the time that I was there was this sense of purpose and that there was for every for every idea that I, I put this in inverted commas that worked 
yeah that was allowed to flourish and grow and it then became you know became interpreted by consumers and people who came across it in the in the outer world without the sort of design mind um they got to, to, to interact with it in their own way and that's the sort of the journey interestingly the journey that I'm on now with the goddesses is that I can feel myself wanting to explain them and yet they don't need any explanation they just they are who they are and they yeah each illustration is what it is and the beauty is that people everyone interacts with them in a different way um but I I I also (laughs) I would class myself as a recovering perfectionist and a recovering people pleaser and I think that's something that I'm going to always be working with is that are those um kind of desires to to meet a certain expectation and the expectation is always from me (laughs) and I'm sure these are things that I will go into more down the line Um, but just to kind of give an overview right now so yeah then when I left the kind of uh, uh, left employment full-time employment I decided to go freelance which at that time to me meant to and this is what I did to 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 work in different studios around London who did similar had similar focuses on packaging design sometimes more on branding design um and it meant that I got to work in various different sizes of teams and um different with different focuses with different kind of budgets (laughs) so again a really varied experience over a few years um that just allowed me to to yeah to meet to meet these different approaches to creativity and I think this was where things started to break down and um you know I, I I'm a person that takes things quite literally and so you know at school and at university even you know when someone says that that's good or or this is the right way I would take that as especially if it was someone in authority and again this is a theme that could you know this could be a (laughs) year-long discussion um yeah that I would take that as gospel and so what I recognized by being in one company for for a certain length of time was that I I felt like that that was the right way or like that I'd allowed myself and I'm not saying that they did anything to me it was like I allowed that those ways to become the right way in me and so since then it's really been yeah and again not consciously at first but since then it's been this decolonizing process of understanding that every different kind of creativity and every different approach is valid and valuable and has its own um strengths and beauty um and there's no wrong again at the time I would definitely have said that there was wrong and I would could have I probably was quite judgmental <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have liked to meet myself um with the with you know in my incarnation that I'm in now I'm not sure where I would have liked to meet myself at that time I think I might find it a bit triggering in terms of talking about design um 
and so yeah there's there's been this journey that I've that I've been on to 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 break that down within myself um and so where I'm at now and so yeah there's a whole different there's a there's a slightly separate chapter that fits in the middle which was that as part of being freelance you have more um flexibility more sort of choice over when not over when you work because you have to fit within an office uh, timetable but obviously you can take more time off um, than when you're employed so I did a lot more traveling and actually 2015 I traveled for the entire year I took the year off and traveled around Asia and that was another big turning point for me again there could be podcasts just about about this part of my journey but um I as part of that I experienced the 2015 Nepal earthquake which um definitely changed the trajectory of that trip and definitely and changed the trajectory of my life in terms of where my creativity became how my 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 creativity became a different kind of um tool for me it became a way to raise awareness, raise funds, and those kind of things. So again, it, it, it made me have to question um, my, still at that time, quite, um, quite limited, quite um, blinkered, I'm trying to think of the right word, quite blinkered um, view of what, what was good creativity and what was valuable and etc those kind of things so there was that chapter and then there's been a chapter sort of in in between the firefly creatrix really being birthed which was to move into this section which was called stop breathe grow and that's still very much an ethos that i work with um but i felt what felt right to kind of move away move on from that was that it sounds more like a process and that's exactly what it is. It's this sense of bringing in spaciousness and time and the permission for things to not be as linear and again, in inverted commas, perfect <laughs> as maybe um, my previous experiences, my early, my early um, career experiences of creativity. And that was because I'd really gotten into yoga and to kind of um, South Asian traditions in in terms of looking at the the ritual, the the rhythm, the ritual, and the kind of spaciousness that those kind of practices, pranayama, meditation, how they bring those bring the clarity in actually by by stepping back. So the idea of stop, breathe, grow is that um, you know businesses and projects and ideas and concepts that that want to thrive maybe there's a sense of let's step back take a pause look at the bigger picture the strategy maybe of how that fits into to yeah to the to the wider picture and also where they want to go not so much of like looking at what other people are expecting of them but actually what what is the dream what is the vision so there's a bit that yeah that's where sort of more strategy comes in than than the actual creative I mean everything's creative this is the thing even now I'm decolonizing it as I speak because everything is creativity everyone that I know that's like no I'm not creative at all and I like you know we talk for five minutes and then you find out all of this incredible 
incredible intuitive creativity that they maybe we as a society don't um view to be creative but it's it is it really is so yeah that's that is what brought me to to the firefly creatrix which was something yeah in the middle of 2022 or early 2022 there was a sense of that something's going to change in terms of how i talk about creativity and how um creativity is my spiritual practice and it's taken me until now to really own that because at one point I thought I needed to step away from creativity to really you know I became a yoga teacher or I trained to become a yoga teacher I did a lot of sort of self-development personal development programs which definitely have helped and um, shaped my approach to things and at the time, I still thought that that was because I want, I needed, again, inverted commas, needed to be successful and to be true to who I am. I needed to step away from creativity because it was this, um, the way that my creativity was coming through was, was, was slightly more consumer focused and corporate. Um, and there's nothing, even being, even working in the corporate world, you can still, there is still so much space for bringing in those the the energy of of why are we doing this if you know why you're doing it then that's fine (laughs) it's the blind it's the blind faith the blind um yeah the not knowing why just doing it for the sake of doing it so anyway what I've come this whole big circle has been to come back to what my four-year-old self knew was that I'm a creative and I now refer to myself as a visual magician not so much as a graphic designer although I still do have to use that term you know in various settings and also that I don't I've done a post about this but I don't like the word branding branding to me sounds like something we did and we do unfortunately still do to cattle to own it to control it to and it's very much the power over dynamic rather than a power with like a rather than a collab collaborative it's more of a like ownership coming down from above and creating hierarchy so I prefer now to use the word illumination so that it's like we're we're, together we are illuminating your idea your concept your your again I almost say the word brand but your project your dream your vision your company um and so again It's just this curiosity, like getting really curious around the language that we use within these settings. There's so many parts of society right now that are being massively called to be decolonized and to be questioned. Why do we say this? Where has that come from? What's the history? What's the origin? What's the etymology of this word? Why do we say this? And I think for me, my, as I say, I've jumped into other worlds and they're so valuable to me you know south asian um don't even know how i would describe it but south asian culture south asian practices south asian history has taught me so much and it's still definitely a huge part of my life and um yeah and yet there's this whole thread that has been so continuous through my life which is creativity that you know maybe that's where 
yeah, maybe that's where my kind of decolonization hat is supposed to sit. Um, and I will join in all of the conversations in other in other sort of um, constructs <laughs> happily, and I am doing. Um, and yet creativity is the place where I have been most consistent throughout my life. So yeah, maybe I have insights that others don't have. Um, although, we, as I say, we're all creative. Like, please know that any anything that you do, there's almost definitely a creativity to it. So anyway, I'm going to leave it there for our first um, intro, a little squiggle. I did a podcast not so long ago called Squiggly Lives. Um, you can check out, they've got some lovely interviews. And I think that was just perfect for, again, breaking down this idea that a conversation, a podcast, a, um, you know, anything, <laughs> anything, a career, <laughs> <laughs> needs to be linear because um if there's anything that I've learned so far on this life path this earth walk is that nothing is linear and there are so many many cycles that I'm re starting right now uh it really feels like in 2023 there's things that I can see that I'm like oh I was here I was I've been here before and yet now I'm coming back to it older wiser hopefully wiser sometimes wiser older wiser and a little bit more resourced to um and conscious that that kind of sense of awareness so yeah that's kind of why I wanted to start this conversation um I'm not always so great on social media so it just feels like to have um a place to share verbally um that people can listen to in their pockets and I'd love to hear from you I'd love to know any, you know, hear any thoughts, feedback, anything particularly you want to hear about the creative cycles, creative journeys. Uh, yeah, as the as the year goes on, maybe there'll be well, yeah, there are many, many, many topics to focus on. This was a bit of a squiggly life journey, and I think that was perfect. <laughs> the the perfection is in the imperfection. So I wish you all so well. Have a beautiful day, wherever this lands into your ears. Um, and if you have any questions about the goddesses, if I can help you to find out what your natal moon goddess is, please feel free to message me, email me. You can find the contacts through um, the website. And I'd love to help with that. They are for sale, the cards, and also each individual goddess as well. So you can always just buy your natal moon goddess if you'd like to really deeply connect with her. All right, lots of love. Speak to you again soon. Bye. Thank you for joining our conversation today. Follow the Firefly Creatrix on Instagram and YouTube to discover more inspiring content.